What are we doing today? <laughs> no idea. Are we doing a politics podcast or are we doing a movie podcast? I, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> Three white guys discuss the problems of the world. <clears throat> yeah, well, that's the type of podcast I want to do. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about, uh, you know, all those things that, uh, that we just can't properly understand all the way. Yeah. Like, yeah. What do we do? We normally start with a conversation, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. I thought we were going to just talk before. You know, we normally do. That's all I was doing. From uh, the, so the politics gonna, shit. Yeah, are we going to start from here? Is this what we want to do? Yeah, yeah. Let's just talk. I, I did finally uh, beat the the um, the regular levels of uh, Grand Theft Auto V. Seven wow, that's, years a, that's a heavy game. That takes a, that's a long, it's, that's a long game. <laughs> I got it used like uh, maybe last year. Kind of played a little bit here and there. Wait, is, is five the one with the with the with the three characters? Yeah, with the, the three characters. Okay. Yeah, I I was wondering if it was that or the the Russian guy. I couldn't remember. I've played all of them, but I just they all merge into one jumble yeah. of chaos and polygons in my brain. Yeah, I played one back on PS3, but that was like years ago. But like this one. It looked fun. I kept seeing videos pop up on uh, Facebook and I was like, ah, I'll give it a shot. And it was like 20 bucks used. So I got it, played it, beat it. It says I'm only 75% done, which like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, no, I'm 100% done. I finished. Like, <laughs> no, the game is over. <laughs> I feel like it's over. But like, uh, I saw some dude online steal the jet plane out of the military base on there. So I spent like an hour, maybe three the other day trying to steal this fucking jet plane and i got it i finally got it and then i fucking crashed it trying to like, like land in my airport <laughs> yeah. i was so pissed <laughs> like rage quit the game i was like this is bullshit how how is this person qualified to fly a jet plane right like how does he just know he just gets into a military grade aircraft and he's like yeah, yeah all right this is the same as driving a a fast sports car just in the sky. It's a sky sports car. Yeah. That just yeah, doesn't exactly. really seem. Yeah. Consistent with what I know about the world, but well, I mean, it's, it's like the whole game is like the cops give up if you get like a block away from them. So yeah, I don't think the whole thing's color. realistic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then like, it was like at least, at least Grand Theft Auto stayed like sort of rooted in reality. Like mm-hmm. the Saints Row games just like went off the rails the the one that I was playing back when I was living with you guys was the uh, the one where you can like run faster than a car so like getting cars was pointless <laughs> anymore like it was like you could run faster than a car you could fly so I'm mm-hmm. like well what what I need vehicles for this is just I'm running around shooting people randomly like okay yeah I mean it's great don't get me wrong but it's like I'm a superhero now I'm not a car <laughs> thief so yeah okay. I think they had to for Saints Row just so that they weren't continually just a a grand theft auto ripoff they had to kind of take it in a direction that grand theft auto wasn't going to take it which was an absurdity right <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. um because i think the, the that last one that the fourth one i think takes place like in the matrix so that's why you have superpowers <laughs> it's like it's all in a virtual world that you control with your mind powers and unlock points that's my favorite place to be is in the matrix <laughs> <clears throat> I think that would be fun, actually, to to have <clears throat> fancy superpowers. Powers, yeah, powers. powers. I, I I saw something recently. Someone's like, you can bring anything into the Matrix, and you bring a bunch of fucking like Uzis, like <laughs> make up some like like fucking homing bullets that go and like get guys around the corner. You don't even have to go after the the bad dudes. You just like 
point the guns anywhere and shoot it, and they just find their target. Yeah, just bring a delete key. Yeah, right? <laughs> just <laughs> boop, oh. gone. <laughs> just, Mr. Smith's so pissed the whole time. Stop deleting people. <laughs> that's Buildings that's, yeah, fall out of nowhere and just, like, crash on it. <laughs> Let's remake the Matrix. <laughs> <laughs> just, like, way overpowered. You're like, you're just a fucking computer system, man. Like, it's like why we, are we fighting? All of a sudden, every, a little cube drops in, and you turn into the actual... You guys remember that show? You guys remember Reboot? Yeah, yeah, reboot, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so a little cube comes in, and it's like, incoming game. Like, the guy yeah. makes the game and then instantly deletes it when they beat his ass at it all the time. That guy's got to be, like, the worst gamer on the planet. <laughs> he plays these games. He always loses, but we're rooting for the we're rooting for the video game character, because, yeah. like, the main character, the player character, is, like, an asshole. And then he makes this game and then just deletes it. Because it's like, <laughs> every time he installs a new game is when it lands, and they're yeah. in the game zone, and... Then they beat I, his ass at it, and they cheat. He uses glitch all the time. Yeah, I remember uh, being like really into like the 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 first '90s run of that show. Yeah, uh, and I saw they did a reboot. A reboot that came out like a couple years ago. Yeah, it was like so only for like a, or something like that. Yeah, yeah, With, like five episodes. Yeah, but like I don't know how many episodes it actually. I don't, I don't know why you would set it in that same weird universe. Like that's so fucking outdated. It's like let's all. <laughs> play net uh, you know netscape explorer 95 <laughs> but for kids <laughs> 20 years later <laughs> yeah, that doesn't make any know. sense yeah, yeah. Uh, i was telling someone the other day i found out that there's this youtuber who used to go by the name man man boy boy man <laughs> <laughs> and it made me laugh because of the Bathroom attendant at Union Jacks, who used to, who used to just always be like, "Oh, my boy, boy, man, man, boy, how are you, boy, my boy, man?" And I was like, "How in the world did this guy go to Union Jacks? No, probably not, because he lives in England." So, my 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 boy, boy, my boy, boy, man, my man, boy. Boy, 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 my man, man, boy, and boy. I was like, that is a joke that only three people on this planet are really going to get. And now that I'm talking up to the other two, I might as well bring it up. That's funny. Cool, cool. Cool, cool. All right, so this is Script Prompt 2, bi-weekly podcast, where we improvise and brainstorm film and television script concepts. Uh, my name is Chad. I'm here with Paul and... Our good friend Mikey again because Sam is not with us again this week. He's alive. Um, he's just not here. Yeah. Well, keep I keep saying I, he's not with us like he's dead. <laughs> he can't join us this He week. passed, honey. I don't know. Dead. I haven't talked to Sam today. He could have passed. Well, that's not. That's, that's dark. I don't, I don't want to go down that road. Sam is alive, everyone. <laughs> as far as I know, Sam is alive. But. <laughs> I guess it's fair to make the qualitative statement if you're not 100% yeah. sure. I mean, it's, it's Schrodinger's uh, Sam right now. Yes. Yeah, yeah. He's another we'll figure alive or dead. We just don't really know. We, I did put him in a box, though, with arsenic. <laughs> with a cracked arsenic, too. So, you know. So, we won't know until we open it, though. It is his favorite drug. So yeah. It's where Sam has been for weeks now. <laughs> as long as I don't open it, it's not murder. <laughs> He wasn't murdered until you opened the box. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, philosophy. Um, <laughs> I enjoy uh, philosophical stuff, but I think sometimes uh, people take it too far 
you know, because they're not willing to like separate the philosophy from like reality. Right. Yeah. And that gets a little annoying to me because ultimately there is a true reality, right? There is an objective reality and then there's our subjective perception of that reality and whether or not that is true is, is the question, right? Right. Like, yeah. so this is, this is a shared reality that we're in right now. Like uh, you don't know if you're experiencing the world and colors and people like I am, you know, No, I agree. Yeah. So, and I understand that it's impossible for us to truly know the objective reality, but there is an objective reality there. It's mm. just whether or not we can fully understand what that is. Yeah. Is the question. <laughs> so this is script prompt two. So this is script prompt two. We're going to do some movie stuff. Because <laughs> we could go down this philosophy rabbit hole for like four hours. <laughs> here, but, I mean, and then we turn this into a philosophy podcast. <laughs> See what happens when Sam doesn't show up for four weeks? We're off the rails. <laughs> We need him to ground it. <laughs> we need Sam back. He doesn't listen, so he can't hear us pleading for him to come back. <laughs> he can feel it through the ether, man. It's yeah. right. it's getting to him. Good vibes. All right. Desperate so vibes. I'm going to roll the die, <laughs> right. and then we're going to draw some prompts, and then we're going to talk about a movie, for better or worse. All right. Who's who's taking the lead on it? Is, is it not me again because I'm the guest, right? It's going to be going to yeah. rotate. I don't yeah. care. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Chad's over the podcast. No, it's no, just no. Be actually, so thing. we decided to, and we haven't really been able to implement it because we've had a lot of guests on and, and we just haven't really gone down this route yet, but we've kind of decided to lean away from having turns. Oh, okay. so it's more of just other than when we have a guest on, um, we'll have the guests kind of st- still make those decisions, but generally it's just wherever the, the story takes us right. right so like great. even when Bob was on a couple of weeks ago, that was my idea that we went with. Right. Yeah. And we let Bob make some of the decisions. So it's just kind of like, let's see where the conversation goes. Let's see whose idea we all like the best and kind of go with that. So I rolled a six. Oh, wow. Six. Maxing it out today. Maxing right. it out. So I'm going to go ahead and start drawing. Drawing, 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 drawing. I'm a drawer. <laughs> I'm a drawer. <laughs> Trade three cards. <laughs> so, <laughs> I got I to draw the rest of my cards before I can trade them. We have a chase movie. Okay. Okay. Like that movie. Um, Rat race. The chase. The chase. Yeah. yeah. I think this is the second the time one. I've. I've with Charlie Sheen. With Charlie Sheen. <laughs> and the Red Hot Chili Peppers. And we have a holiday movie. Okay. Damn it, we just did that. We did two holidays in one last time. We oh, did. yeah, we did. Double <clears throat> holiday. Uh, we have a setting on the moon. Okay. This is how the Santa Claus got made. <laughs> I think a lot of movies get made this way. Either that <laughs> or they have a poster idea and then they're like, what can we do to, you know... Or they get a title. They start with the title. Mm-hmm. We have a setting in the backyard. Okay. Look how mod movies are like someone's watching a movie and they're like, what if we did this, but in Cincinnati? And they're like, okay. <laughs> and then we have a character that's a plumber. All right. So you have to trade three cards. One probably is the trade three cards card. Yeah. Unless we yeah. want to trade some other one. Just <laughs> constantly trading. Until um, we get what we want. So let's get rid of the holiday movie. Yeah. I kind of want to get rid of that one as well. And that leaves us with 
chase movie setting in a backyard character is a plumber and a setting on the moon. I kind of feel like let's get rid of the moon. Yeah. I always, I think that a lot anyway. (laughs) (laughs) In general. (laughs) We don't need tides. (laughs) All right. So I got rid of wind patterns, holiday movie, the moon (laughs) and trade Trade three cards. So now we're going to get those three cards. We have a character that's a cyborg. Did we just have a cyborg? Did you put think, all the things back in, man? I think that was from a a uh, a short script. And oh, okay. I don't. All right, never mind. I don't remove those. Okay. From gotcha. the big big pile. Um, we have a character that's a male man slash woman. Okay. Male person. Male person. Male people. Are they person male? Deliver. <laughs> male is is. Male person. Male person. <laughs> and it's a zombie movie. Okay. So did we keep Chase? I forget. Yes. So <laughs> Chase, 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 Backyard, <clears throat> uh, male person, zombie. So it is a zombie chase movie. So those two genres or kind of things they complement uh, each other they complement each other enough you have a cyborg, cyborg. a plumber, plumber and a mailman slash woman okay thousands <laughs> of years ago the zombie apocalypse <laughs> and <laughs> the setting is in a backyard <clears throat> okay all right so what if for the cyborg it is a zombie that was captured, and then they figure out they can put a chip in its head to like control. Ooh, ooh, kind of like uh, Day of the Dead, where where they're trying uh, to teach the one how to use like, yeah, the phone and everything. Bubs the zombie, he like yeah. learns, and then he like starts using the gun and shoots the guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. So like they find out that you know because the zombie virus like impedes on part of your brain, right? Mm-hmm. So then they. They find a chip that can bypass that, and they're hoping that that could be the cure. But there's also evil people who want to use it. So that's our chase. Okay. They're trying to get the zombie to the research facility that so, the mailman used to deliver stuff to, so he knows <laughs> where it is. Mm. <coughs> <clears throat> I'm kind of thinking, like, would... and then the plumber's the one who made the chip because he's a secret genius, because that always happens. Okay. Obviously. Would would uh, would you consider Jean Claude Van Damme in Universal Soldier a zombie? They're all dead, and they're brought back and made into cyborgs. But he's okay. not decaying, and he's not like craving flesh. I yeah, I think that there's there are some because it is a it's not a character that's a zombie. It's a zombie genre that's a zombie oh, okay. and i okay. think like okay when you're talking about a zombie movie a zombie so, movie yeah. in that way i think you you kind of need to have yeah, the, that more traditional know, zombie Come on. <clears throat> or at least flesh-eating mindless monster people mm-hmm. you know because like technically uh 28 days later is a zombie movie but they're not dead right. yeah they're just it's a, it's a rage virus thing yeah. Yeah. but i would I would qualify that as a zombie movie. Yeah. Okay. I was wondering if, um, 
we live in a future of of cybernetic implants in everyone and everyone has them and then something happens where maybe there's this like mass death in some place and the cybernetic implants uh, lead to some sort of uh, return of, of the dead in. So then you have these cyborg zombies running around. Or what if it's the implants themselves that make people turn into zombies? Like, Mm -hmm. like they have all these implants in them and maybe they're new. Like this is a new, like burgeoning technology and the, the chips are what is making people like turn into these zombies, like intentionally or otherwise, like mm. it's just shutting off their brain and turning them into the rage monsters, mm. similar to 28 <clears throat> days later, but not viral, like blood viral, but like computer virus happens that turns mm-hmm. all these cybernetic people into rage monsters, <laughs> just trying to kill everybody. Yeah, no, I can see okay. that as like a virus, like kind of like a, you know, this hacking group that like hacks into it and, and turns all these people into rage monsters. Yeah. So you get sort yeah. of a cyberpunk twist on zombies as opposed okay. to, and maybe even the implants are strong enough that if you kill somebody without destroying the head or wherever the implant is, it is strong enough to reanimate the body and just carry out these base functions like that. Mm. So you get the regular zombies in that when they die, these implants are still running them. And then you get the like techno virus that causes it in the first place. Yeah. And then the only people who aren't affected are the people who can't afford to get these implants right yet because it's like, you know, so you get your, like your blue collar workers, like the the mailman and the plumber, who have mm-hmm. not been able to afford these implants, and they turn into not zombies because of it. Mm-hmm. No, I like that. And so, then I can I can fit in this dream I had when I was uh, younger, uh, where I was in a chainsaw fight with a zombie in my backyard. <laughs> <laughs> and that would just be Chad's cameo in the movie. He's not actually like. <laughs> Involved at all, he just gets to do a chainsaw <laughs> fight with a cyber zombie. Now, why the zombie was wielding the chainsaw, or why I was wielding a chainsaw, <laughs> it's sometimes, unsure. Sometimes but. you just got to chainsaw fight a zombie. I get it. Yeah, sometimes yeah. Um, just got to chainsaw fight a zombie. So I, I had a uh, an idea. I'm not sure if you guys would like this, but I was thinking going a little bit into the future, and there's been a zombie outbreak, but our technology's better, so we start to like capture them and turn them into these cyborgs and like more like worker kind of bees um, with these like implants kind of similar to like what you're talking about, but um, making them like useful doing like the smaller things of the world. But like there was a big outbreak. So a lot of like the regular people, it's like a smaller group, but we're able to, go out and catch them and either destroy them or use them to like help fend off other zombies from like attacking the city or whatever. Um, yeah. I feel like um, zombie stuff normally happens like now or like in a post apocalyptic kind of thing. It's never really in the future. It's like 
That's Maybe actually change kind the of time the plot, period a little bit. Uh, it's kind of the plot of this zombie game I was running for a little while. Oh, really? Was that it took place like 70 years into the future mm-hmm. where because our infrastructure and everything had become so AI driven or SI simulated or artificial intelligence driven that even though the world fell due to the zombie outbreak. Mm-hmm. Most of the infrastructure still survived because it's just run by like satellites and things that are need to be maintained maybe every 20, 30 years kind of thing mm-hmm. where it's like, it just sort of runs itself. So all of the infrastructure in the country just sort of runs itself. So like there are people who are on like automatic delivery from like warehouses who didn't even know a zombie outbreak happened because they were just living in the basement of a smart house and they never had to talk to people Yeah, kind of thing. So that was, and and then a scientist had developed a chip that could control them and he was trying to use them to fight the war against the zombies without losing any more human life. Yeah. But then eventually the ethics of that started coming up where it's like, well then why wouldn't you just like, if you run out of soldiers or you run out of like labor, then you just start zombifying people and turning them into zombies, fresh slaves. zombies, you know, yeah. that aren't decayed or anything like that. Yeah. And so that's like the, the evil of the world is this guy's like making zombies in order to control zombies, profiting off of zombies, profiting off of it. So he makes yeah. this new corporation, uh, kind of thing. So that was the plot of a zombies game I was running for a while, which was okay. pretty fun. Uh, and you just reminded me of it by bringing it up. I was like, oh yeah, hey, I kind of I wrote that story. Mm. <laughs> kind of like the the idea of like corporate zombie capitalists, <laughs> like evil kind of thing. Yeah, um, it's kind of what uh, Romero did in Land of the Dead. He did like a lot of like class warfare kind of stuff, uh, yeah. but with zombies as part of the the fire that would you know ignite the war between the two. Yeah, yeah. So I. I I like it. I've obviously I've I've gone through the trouble of kind of writing mm-hmm. a story about it already. So I, I kind of like it. I'm willing to run with it. Um, we got to get the the chase element in there though. Other than running from zombies, I feel like the concept of a chase movie needs to be almost like a road trip movie where there's the end goal. Like we're going from yeah. to. That's what I was kind of thinking. If we're doing some kind of corporate evil thing that you know one guy is going to blow the whistle on this corporation who is you know taking regular people killing them and making them fresh zombies. And uh, the guy's like the son of the owner of this company. And instead of killing them, he just drops them off somewhere way the fuck out in the zombie land. He's like, you probably won't make it, but I'm not killing you. Everyone else's. And he like the chase is him escaping those zombies and getting back to uh, take down his, his dad and his evil corporation. That could be the chase part. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of like that. We got, we got our zombies on. Mm-hmm. I, I zombies on prime. You get your zombies in two to three shipping days. <laughs> kind of feel like a chase movie. It's more, you want a more actiony, like a car kind of thing. Well, no, it's just <clears throat> like Mikey said that there's a, you have your characters and they're trying to get from a to B. And then there's one consistent, uh, antagonist who is chasing them from a to B and right. trying to like, stop them. Like, yeah. um, I don't know. The if, wizard would be a chase movie. As if you guys have ever seen that, mm-hmm. um, that's a chase movie without much action or, or like, you know, it's Rain Man for kids basically, but they're being yeah. chased by the guy who captures runaway kids or whatever mm-hmm. the hell yeah. his deal is. Um, and that's a chase movie. Rat Race, you could consider it a chase movie, but it's a race movie at the same time. But yeah. they're, you know, they're going to from across the country for a purpose and being like antagonized by each other kind yeah. of thing. 
Um, I was kind of thinking like Crank. Or right? Crank is a Crank is like a, like he's trying to get to these people that will get him to someone that he can kill. You right. know, the guy who changed his heart out or whatever. And the chase um, is the lack of adrenaline. I the guess, the chase right? is like him needing to get that adrenaline, but also killing baddies along the way as they're also trying to kill him. So like that chase is him going after the main guy and hitting all these milestones along the way while being attacked and attacking. Right. Like that. I, I can feel like that's the kind of a chase part of the movie that I was thinking with when it comes to this guy coming back um, with like being dropped in the middle of the zombies. He's got a little bit bigger, better technology because it's like the future, um, but it's still more or less him on the run trying to get back into this safe city um, to expose and take down his, his father. Right. And then the true zombies were the friends he made along the way. <laughs> I'm sure there's like normal people that are like living out there that, you know, he can, he right. can meet and run into. Some of them are good. Some are bad. Um, he, you know, finds some kids that he helps out, but the whole time they're being chased by zombies while outrunning bad, evil people or, you know, people they don't know are good or bad while trying to get to this end goal. Right. Yeah. So we find out that, you know, they're taking like kid who died in a car accident and turning him into a zombie who mows lawns for the rest of eternity until his body stops functioning Mm -hmm. kind of thing. So it's not like they're just taking people from the zombie outbreak. And so they're, so it's like this unethical sourcing of zombies. Like it's gotta be like, they're taking people from like a hospital and saying that they died. And then, right. Well, maybe it started with, you know, yeah with like people who were dying or people who were infected by the zombie virus Mm -hmm. kind of thing. But eventually that source ran out because they developed like, a vaccine. They decay and in stuff, the right? Yeah. yeah well, and then they developed a vaccine in the interim. Yeah, yeah. You know, you get all this stuff to where it's like, oh, our supply of zombie people is running out. But if the supply of zombie people runs out, our corporation's dead. So they find ways to do yeah. that. And then you get your whistleblower concept where mm-hmm. he's like, and then maybe they put a tracker in him that will activate the war mode of the zombies when he mm-hmm. gets too close or at least deactivate the safeguards that make the zombies docile. Mm-hmm. So that way everyone he goes to for help has these helper zombies that just turn on him. Yeah. And it's like, so now he's got a horde of zombies everywhere he goes that used to be docile that are now trying to kill him again. I like that idea. Cause you can, you know, have the, scene at some point where he cuts out his chip or has to get someone else to help cut out his chip. That's making all these zombies go into full on running rage monsters. Yeah. And that could be our first half of the movie is Mm -hmm. the first part of the chase is him finding this guy he knows or gets informed about is this like off grid hacker who knows how to disable the chips that are in him and in the zombies. Like, yeah, you know, it's using like NFID kind of like, Stuff like that, NFC, near-field communication, to like talk to the other zombie chips. And so he finds out how to turn it off or disable it or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then then comes the end of the chase of him getting back to the corporation, mm-hmm. blow the whistle and expose it. But he needs to get... So he needs to get back to his office before they can decrypt and delete the data he's been collecting to blow the whistle on. Cause we got to mm-hmm. give a clock, right? We got to give yeah. like a ticking clock 
mm-hmm. of why he needs to get back to the corporation, even after he disables the zombies that are going to kill him, right? Mm-hmm. So now he's not being chased by zombies anymore, but now he's back in the city and he's being chased by the corporate goons who are not zombies, but want to kill him because they're being paid to do that to stop yeah. him from blowing the whistle on the corporation that pays them. Maybe there's some like underground, like resistant guy guys that he like teams up with. Well, that's where he finds the hacker. Yeah. yeah that's maybe that's where he finds the hacker. And then he's like, will you guys help me take this down? And they're like, fuck yeah, man. Yeah. And, and so now you get like a group and you can have some, some dudes be like extendable, expendable. And then you can have, you know, the, the B love story of, a girl fighter in there that he likes or whatever. A girl plumber. Yeah. yeah a girl, girl plumber. plumber. <laughs> well, and maybe that's what it is, is that like in the future, because of the way, so initially everyone's spread out from the cities because in the initial zombie wave, right. And this is all mm-hmm. world building exposition that we don't need to yeah. explicitly tell in the movie, but just to yeah. sort of think about the logistics like of how Judge this happened. Dredd. You get the med- mega cities where people, well, so everybody, and- everybody fled out first. Yeah. And now you've got these like little colonies that don't have as much infrastructure. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe there are just still random zombies out there. They're not all controlled because you can't find and ship everybody. Right. Yeah. Um, and then as he gets closer to the cities, he starts getting into the communities where people have the helper zombies that are now trying to kill him. But he has to, so they, they helicopter him out to this remote location and say, all right, later, you know, mm-hmm. this way the blood's not on our hands. You just got killed by random zombies. What if instead of like intentionally helicoptering, helicoptering him out there, maybe he gets sent on some sort of job that was intentionally meant to leave him okay. kind of like, yeah. like a, it, something that, you know, the car crashed or something happened where, where, it was a setup to yeah. get him out there. Like maybe he like goes on these missions to help find whatever kind of like mineral or to meet up with some kind of people or something like that. I don't know. Something with the the technology that has to deal with the business. And then that place is conveniently overrun by zombies. Right. Or like maybe he's a developer for the company. Right. And then um, when he finds the stuff out, he thinks he's the only one who knows about it, but they know he knows. Mm-hmm. So they send him randomly, like maybe this is something that isn't too out of the ordinary, but they send him like with a zombie wrangling team to go catch some wild zombies and ship them to bring mm-hmm. them in. Right. So they're like, Hey, we're running out. We need you to go out and do an infield diagnostic on the chips. Make sure everything's functioning properly that far out from the city or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then the guys get there and instead of just killing him, they just report and they go, oh, no, the zombies have gone wild. And he's like looking around like, what? What are you talking about? The zombies aren't even like here yet. And then they hit him. And that's when they chip him. Mm-hmm. And then they just mm-hmm. dip. They just yeah. leave. So now he's been set up. And so they have their official cover story. But once that gets closer and closer to being blown, that's when the corporation like ups the ante where they're like, we just need to kill this guy at this point, And yeah. then we'll just write it off as violence in the city. And then he gets closer and closer to the corporate headquarters. And they're like, oh, well, now we need to kill him because he's a crazy person. And so they, they start putting out this disinformation campaign yeah. even where they're like, stop this guy. He's a he's a, like a crazy person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like he's trying to come and blow up the thing that gives you your yeah. way of life, basically. And and so now he's got like people in the city who don't want to help him anymore. Yeah. He's got corporate people trying to kill him. And it turns into this whole like espionage chase movie of him trying yeah. to get back to the corporate center to like release the information to the public mm-hmm. to like say like hey this is what they're actually doing like this is why so many people die in the the slums like this yeah. is why so many people just 
disappear and run away to the to the outskirts you know your dad didn't go to the farm upstate your dad got turned into a zombie and <laughs> given to somebody across the across the city right like, yeah Mm-hmm. he's trying to expose that and mm-hmm. so that's why they betray him in the beginning they think they can cover it up that way and it's it's one of those ones where the simplest solution would have been to just shoot him and disappear him somewhere else yeah but they want to try to have a cover-up story for this guy so that mm-hmm. way they can get him out and then and maybe they they know that if they just kill him that's when his files will just release to the public or something right like he's got mm-hmm. a dead man switch on the file release but as long as I don't know the dead man switch would work because if he was actually gonna supposed to get killed by zombies, then the dead man switch would go off. But if he turns into a zombie first, like he gets oh, it just keeps in, him out there. It just keeps him out there Maybe. without actually yeah, yeah, registering okay. to his system as dead. Like they yeah. can turn on a feedback loop yeah. or something, so that way if he turns into a zombie, so yeah, so that's why they can't just kill him in the city and turn him into a zombie because that's when the feedback loop will happen and like releases information or something. I, it doesn't need to be the most solid justification for why they didn't just shoot just, him in the brain. Mm. Maybe he's just high profile enough that like they want to make sure like Tony so Stark, like right? The, yeah. You know, so he's yeah, like yeah, the VP. Stain, you know, manufactured this thing for him to be killed by terrorists. Right. 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 Yeah. And just because they needed to make sure it was clean. Right. Yeah. And yeah. that's all they're looking for is a really clean, like, there's no it can't lead loose ends this. here. Okay, and so he's got to be high profile enough in the company to where that's if what he I was, was thinking. Just he was shot like, in the face, people be like, "Where did Greg go?" Yeah, mm-hmm. so I was thinking like he's like the owner's son, like the CEO's, or like the head of the board's son, or something like that. Okay, or like he's um, like the lead developer, like he's like the guy who like developed it, the net. He's like the Steve Jobs face of the company. Yeah, right? I'm thinking like a or JFK like Jr. Musk. kind of yeah. like deal, right? Like he just conveniently crashed his plane out in the. Thing, you know? <laughs> I'm not gonna go down that route. <laughs> but no, yeah. So they they come up with a way to get rid of the, mm-hmm. the high profile developer who has been like amassing this information. Yeah, something that would like play right. Like so, maybe they like at the scene where they like ditch them. They like manufacture a broken helicopter and it like kills the other dudes in, in the helicopter as well, thinking that this guy would have died, but um, he ends up surviving the helicopter crash or something like that, where it was like, it was going to be like a, just a malfunction. Yeah. No, I like that. I like the intrigue. I like the, the chase element that that provides of now he's got to find a way out from this like desert Mm -hmm. back into the city. And then once he's in the city, he has to find a hacker disabled the chip that has all the zombies in the city trying to kill him. Mm-hmm. And then once he gets the chip disabled, now he's got to get in without the corporate goons, like yeah, murdering him first. I like, we get a good, you get a good chase. You get a good espionage angle. Mm-hmm. You get a decent enough motivation. Um, we don't have to fully explore the logistics and the evil of the company yeah. right now. It would be something that would actually get fleshed out in the full script process. But for right now, for, purposes of this show they're just doing corporate evil yeah right so we don't need weird to get evil into the shit full, yeah we don't need to get into the full logistics of how or why they're disappearing people to turn them into zombies or who they're how they're selecting who they're selecting other than general class warfare mm-hmm. of like you know like tom cruise is never going to get zombie murdered right yeah, he's yeah tom cruise but you know guy who lives down the street working at the 7-eleven 
who is or probably, working as a mailman. Yeah, working as the mailman. <laughs> it's turned into a zombie. And now all the mailmen are zombies. Yeah. Like all the postal carriers are just zombies because they don't have to sleep. Mm-hmm. They just drive the trucks. Yeah. It's funny you brought Tom Cruise because I was thinking of the tone of Minority Report for like the beginning of this. Like, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> yeah. kind of like after he gets framed, he goes and seeks out that, you know, the people that can switch out his eyes right. and like yeah. all that. Like, yeah, I was kind of yeah. thinking of that kind of tone and, and visuals and different stuff for parts of, of what, uh, of that part of the movie, at least. Yeah. And then near future, what are we, what are we thinking? Like 2080? Yeah. Something like that. I think that'd My be a favorite year. <laughs> Good time. <laughs> it's 40 years from now. It's 2000 XX. Yeah. 2000 XX, <laughs> like the good old fashioned SNES yeah. games. <laughs> I, I played one that was set in 1990 X and I was like, you're some of <laughs> really, weird. Here's some really narrow windows there. <laughs> we just stopped counting. We this didn't go to 2006. Like so I don't know. <laughs> I'm kind of wondering, and I know this may be higher level, but uh, I think it may be important to talk about um, what is the zombification uh, process here? Is it, you know, it's radioactive? Viral. Is it viral? Is it, is I think it, it's viral that we came up with a vaccine for. Yeah. So now the like bites don't time. like, uh, don't turn you. Yeah. But like, they'll just keep eating you until you're dead unless yeah. you unless switch chips. blood or something like that with them. Yeah. And then that's how you become a zombie. So like the corporation could like nuke your immune system. So like people who get like, you know how like cancer patients can't get immunizations, like they can't get, uh, mm-hmm. oh my God, what's the word I'm looking for? Antibodies. Right. Uh, Cause like their white blood cells just get obliterated by chemo. Yeah. Um, yeah. Vaccination. That's the word. Oh my God. Okay. What the f- <laughs> I hate brains. I hate words. Um, but no, so, you know, they can't You're get You're not vaccinated. a zombie. You yeah. You're like, brains, ill. Yeah. <laughs> One of those <laughs> vegan zombies. <laughs> yeah, brains. Um, but so, but so they can't get vaccinated because they have an immune disorder, right? Which mm-hmm. means that there's still a portion of the population who could get just crippled by the zombie disease still, mm-hmm. which is where they're like, initially still like semi-ethically getting zombies after they found the vaccine like they're like there's still a percentage of the pop and then anti-vaxxers aren't going to vaccinate their kids i I like this idea that like there's a couple different kinds of zombies like the first thing to help get rid of the zombies was to like hit them with radiation and now some of the zombies are a little bit more docile and a little bit different but other ones are like these newer zombies that have been like weaponized almost by this corporation. Yeah. Um, but there's still kind of like the, the decay factor where, you know, they only last so long before they start to decompose where they're no longer usable and functional kind of thing. I think that's a kind of a cool aspect of like, not just zombies. It's like different types out there. So you can have, you know, some more engineered ones that are like the beefed up fucking dudes from uh, from Resident Evil that are like huge hulking things that are like five zombies in one, like Arnold Schwarzenegger zombie. And then you have like the regular everyday people zombies. And then you got the like the old school ones that they're kind of harmless. You just kind of push them over. Little, uh, little <laughs> right. baby ones. Like little baby zombie. Yeah. And um you know, when the first outbreak happened, we had, you know, all the Republicans calling for herd immunity and <laughs> just <laughs> don't pushing. Just her. everybody get bit. Everyone get bit by a zombie and you'll be okay. 
I kind of like that idea that we're running with here. It turns it into a really cool, like, post-apocalypse zombie chase mm-hmm. thing. And there's not too much exposition you need to do because everyone knows what zombies are. Yeah. Right? Like, you don't need to be like, oh, no, the mega zombies. You just be like, fuck. Because it's just you're going to see a big ass zombie. Yeah. And those are the ones <laughs> that got blasted with radiation because then the cancer cells started zombifying. Which yeah, made them yeah. like. You can do some like thing like in the opening where you just see like the newspapers of like different things they tried and like how over the years the zombies have evolved. So we have this corporation who is cultivating zombies in some way and more than there probably should be because, you know, there's a vaccine and, and people aren't just randomly turning into zombies anymore. And so this developer guy figures out that they're actually turning people into zombies and he is compiling information to expose them. And then he gets set up and uh, left to die out in the world of uh, you know where all the where the mass majority of zombies are. What <clears throat> is there anything else going on that you maybe would be indicative of this company like using the zombies in 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 legal ways? Maybe I was thinking maybe well yeah they have these like- ships that are like that are like. Uh, controlling them like maybe there's been like an increase of zombie like violence or zombie crime I, i'm not sure how that, that really well so maybe sense. like yeah. you uh you like you use zombies as so they've got like these prototype ones that are to be used for like soldiers and police officers so that way like cops and and soldiers aren't getting killed in wars anymore but they're still just like zombies so <clears throat> they're not great at it <laughs> so yeah like, so you got you know, zombie soldiers on the front lines that are just there to take bullets and, and get shot at kind of thing. Cause we don't have good enough robots to actually do it yet. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's I'm kind of thinking there's one, but. like a, like the reason there's this resistance, uh, you know, underground group is that this corporation is going out into these smaller towns and, killing people and taking them to make these zombies kind of like human trafficking, um, poaching all these small towns. Um, and that's where you start to get this resistance where they'll actually fight the, the corporation that's going into it, but no one can report on this cause it's happening, you know, so far out of the city, um, that you well, can't really, what see if what's going it? on. It's just like they go out to get zombies, but they're actually coming back with fresh people to turn into zombies. What if we take it the uh, the Robocop route where like cities are now just run by corporations? So yeah. like, who are you going to report it to? The corporation? Like, yeah, yeah. The ones who Who's going to police the corporation? You know? That's yeah, what I was so maybe thinking. Like, maybe every city is run by a corporate, like not a separate corporation, but mm-hmm. there's cities, like little pockets of civilization that are now run by two or three corporations. Yeah. So you get like the OCP is running Detroit mm-hmm. and still just like making zombies and doing their thing. And maybe this corporation that runs this one is maybe it's the only one that's named in, in the world, uh, like in detail, mm-hmm. you know, so like, like Walmart. Yeah. So like, <laughs> well, I was thinking like Costco. I love you. I was thinking in line with, if we, if we 
decided it was a corporation that was kind of synonymous with the government. So like Northrop or Lockheed Martin, which are yeah. like they're defense. Companies. Yeah, they're contractors, yeah. but they're also and their corporations are independent corporations, but they're so ingrained in the government that are they really different? Right. Right. Well, but what I'm what I'm thinking is maybe they've like during the zombie apocalypse government fell. Yeah. Like it's there. There is no United States of America anymore. There's. Okay. There's, United um, Corporations of America. Yeah, right, there, yeah. yeah, there's the United Corporations of America where, and even still, they're just sort of separate city-states. They don't even actually, like, abide by the same rules. They don't mm-hmm. have the same laws and regulations. It's like, if you want to live in our city, you're going to go by our rules. Yeah, so you get, like, you know, you get, like, Amazon City <laughs> Incorporated yeah, free. Yeah, Coke and, City. And- <laughs> yeah, and so, <laughs> so you get, or you get, like, a, a you know, north of Grumman city five seven five five or whatever right like mm-hmm. it's just this generic corporate name for a city number yeah um and it's run by that corporation and then if you go two cities over now you're in boeing city eight three eight three or yeah whatever, right? so maybe so there's like a small war between some of them right like that's what i was thinking like the corporations yeah. are like but they're fighting in like corporate fashion but also like this mm. extended satirical robocop style where mm-hmm. they're like sending like waves of zombies at each other but then maybe there's like false flags where the corporations just send zombies they just send a wave of evil zombies at themselves every once in a while to keep the population in line yeah you yeah. know there's there's all this like corporate fuckery going on that this guy's going to expose uh for this particular corporation and mm-hmm. we probably shouldn't use real corporations in order to avoid you know <laughs> getting sued <laughs> getting sued into the dirt um but so zombieco zombieco limited right is the <laughs> The corporation that they live under, um, LLC. So, um, like style style wise, are you thinking about this as like a RoboCop, uh, like or or semi satirical? Like, um, like, I'm not thinking like as satirical as RoboCop, just like but I think like how it represents. Like so, if you think about, um, I wanted to be Starship on, Troopers, right? right. And how yeah. it's satirical like, enough that smart people will get it, but other people will just be like, it's a good mm-hmm. action movie. Yeah, I, I think more in the line of Robocop more than Starship Troopers. I, I think um, that's kind of a little bit more yeah, I don't where you like get like cutaways just the like super brutalness of, you know, corporate greed and shit. I think Robocop still had some of those like using commercials and advertisements for exposition yeah. and different things like that. I think we could do that. I'm just wondering yeah. if that's something style wise you wanted to do, or if, if that's not appropriate because I because think there should so be like, like Robocop actual. Use, oh yeah. Sorry. No, go ahead. I was cutting. You. <clears throat> so we're like Robocop's using like corporations and, and commercials for exposition. Starship troopers is using propaganda films as for, expo- but it's a similar way of, of communicating that, that, yeah. uh, that information. Yeah, but I don't want to do I want it to be sort of like um what's the word for it when the music is actually part of the the scene? Diegetic. Yeah, so I want it to be like diegetic exposition. Like I don't want it to be an actual like cutaway. Here's the commercial for mm-hmm. SPF 900 blah 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 or yeah. drive the drive the new Chevrolet Robo Monster or whatever the <laughs> fuck it was in RoboCop, right? Mm-hmm. I want it so it's not a full cutaway, but like someone's sitting at breakfast and they're like Boy, I sure am tired of mowing the lawn, like playing yeah. while they're like talking about the stuff, or they're just sitting there watching TV, talking to each other. And yeah, the ad is play. So I wanted it to be sort of just like it's such it's a part of the part world of life. Yeah. yeah, it's like um, like and there could be it, a few where it's a little bit like 
it becomes semi non-diegetic where it's like mm-hmm. someone's playing a game and a pop-up ad comes up for like, you know, did you forget to get groceries order from our zombie deliverers and blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. I'm like, Oh God, I just want to play the game. You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, or like they keep trying to click skip on the YouTube ad. Right. Like, yeah, that kind of thing. There was a cool thing in black mirror where like, um, the ad wouldn't go away unless it saw that you were actually looking at it. So yeah. it would like, it would stop and then it would be like, please look at the screen, please look at the screen. And then you'd have to like actually watch the fucking ad. I think yeah. it do something like that. I, I leave the window and it stops playing and I'm like, yeah, what the yeah. fuck? I just wanted to like read my email when you're playing this to me and you're being a dick. Yeah. So, you know, we could get, we could get stuff like that in there where it's, you could keep it a little lighthearted, a little satirical when the guy's not, um, on screen, but we also shouldn't do like actual like product placement. So it shouldn't be like iRobot where he's like, I'm going to go to the store and buy some new Adidas. And then like, you know, <laughs> Oh, I'm glad I got my Chuck Taylors on still in 2085. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, I wasn't thinking that. Right. But no, so I think, I think having that sort of in world, um, exposition where it's just showing you that this is naturally part of the world, but still getting a little bit of exposition out there Mm -hmm. where it's like, maybe even, you know, the initial exposition is a guy watching a corporate ad and he just goes, "Ugh, what a bunch of bullshit. And then just moves on to the next thing where he's like, remember back in 2013 when the zombie virus first initiated and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. You know, we remember. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I was just thinking like in terms of how much world building we went to do with that kind of stuff. I think if we had like a, a, maybe there was a U Corp, like a United Corporations, Mm -hmm. like big thing. And, but there's so much fighting between the initial, the individual corporations in that U Corp that like, you know, you, you know, you see mentions to U Corp throughout like as being um, this overarching kind of, government system corporation system but like i don't know i could build could build like kind of the tension in the background behind all that i think that could be cool mm-hmm. um so i do think that we need to maybe need to focus in and try to you know narrow down like what i know we're, we're following this kind of programmer developer that uh is trying to find their way back to after being kind of stranded and left for dead, they're trying to find their way back to recover this information and expose the corporations maybe beyond just the corporation that they work for. And maybe it is kind of a, this is a, a, the entire United corporations, uh, mm-hmm. you know, thing that, that, that they've been doing. Right. So how do we want to play this so it's, in the beginning? Because it's almost we, like district nine, at this point, which is cool. Like oh, it's yeah, not the yeah. same thing, but we're to get on like a, a good frame of reference. That's sort of where we're hitting is where this guy like starts out, but he's a little more high profile than, than weakest was right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's better known. People are going to know if this guy goes missing, but we're sort of hitting on that. Now it's like, Oh, now he, he's not a zombie, but the, the chip that they throw in him is what makes the zombies want to kill him. Yeah. It, it turns off the docileness of the zombies around him. Um, so he's got to find someone to get that chip out. But so so we're hitting those sort of similar notes of he needs to get back into the corporation to like prove what they're doing mm-hmm. uh, to prove that they've been holding this like I think he's going to get his, like into the system to broadcast it. Yeah. 
Like, so yeah. they have a television station or something where he can broadcast this message. Yeah, and Vickis was yeah. trying to get in there to, like, turn off the thing keeping the ship from leaving or something, if I remember right. Or get Yeah, so he can get mm-hmm. the virus out of him or the yeah. black goo stuff. So I think because yeah. he was supposed to bring back something to help him. You yeah. know, he went to leave. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So... I agree with you completely. I think I think District Nine is definitely a really good reference point there in terms of mm-hmm. how the tone and the and the action kind of works for this. Um, and I was just kind of narrating in my beats on, on where we're going. So we start off from from the beginning. How much does the audience know about what the corporation's agenda is? Is it something where we don't know anything and? Mm, that's a good and, question. Uh, I, they mm. and he gets maybe he's doing something that's a little bit questionable in the beginning. Like he's you see him encrypting some data or whatever, and you see him kind of acting, you know, kind of a little bit, you know, conspicuous around some people. And then mm. they send him on this this job. Everything, you know, are we playing that kind of like Iron Man where you don't know he was set up until the end? Or right. are you playing that a little differently? I think it should be mostly known. I think it should be a little clear because um, it's not like he's going to come back and have lunch with the CEO or anything, right? Like that was the <laughs> point of the twist in Iron Man is he's been betrayed yeah. by Obadiah without knowing it. Yeah. And like, so. And he's like, he's like a friend or like an uncle. Yeah. Right. But so yeah. I, yeah. I, I think that, with, with our guy, it should be like, maybe he just got like, you know, top employee of the of the year or something and so we open up with to get some exposition on who this guy is and what he's done we do similar to like what they did at the beginning of iron man where they're giving tony the apogee award and Mm -hmm. he's like tony stark when he was 12 invented the first hydrogen car engine or whatever you know all the Mm -hmm. crazy i don't have it memorized i haven't watched iron Man, (laughs) but you know they're going through his accolades uh, to explain you now the audience even though most of the people are Iron Man fans and know Tony Stark's a genius, but people who are casual viewers who might not know are now exposed to this character, Tony Stark. And in a matter of 40 seconds, we're given a rundown on just how smart he is. He graduated Mm -hmm. MIT at 13. He got his second doctorate at, at 22 or whatever, you know, like Mm -hmm. you get this exposition. So for our guy, you get like, this is the man who developed the new line of chip that is revolutionizing the, the world of, of zombie employment and, Blah, 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 blah. Like, so you get this whole exposition dump and maybe in between it, you're getting like clips of him, like running this data and then like realizing what the corporation's actually doing and then encrypting it. And now we're getting that encryption and, you know, and then someone on the upper level goes, you know, they take note of the fact that he's encrypting all this data on the servers um, and getting ready to release it. So that way the company can't just delete it kind of thing and that's when they they go well we'll we'll take care of that after we take care of him like we don't want him just running around so now we'll mm-hmm. go and kill him mm-hmm. and then get rid of this information once we can decrypt it and like figure it out that way like we'll get rid of what he's built so we get that sort of exposition interspliced with why this guy is so important and you also get a little bit of information on the zombies of the world so you get this moderate exposition dump but done well as opposed to just like throwing it out there in the middle of the movie and maybe you get a little bit more later on as he's trying to get back to the city maybe he's one of those guys who talks to himself 
So he's like talking about the chips and like what they do and all this stuff. Like I mean, he might explain it to the group that, you know, he finds. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, I think he can talk to them about it a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Cause we got to find our mailman and our plumber. That's what I was trying to get to. So like yeah. we, so, all right. So we're setting up pretty clear from the beginning that he suspects the company is doing something beyond what he's comfortable with. And he's trying to expose them. They catch on. They do it. There, there's no twist there. That's pretty clear. Um, he escapes from his predicament with the zombies in the beginning and works his way to some small uh, rebellion village that uh, he hopes he can get his chip removed so that he's no longer attracting zombies. Right. Right. Is that the, because that would be his first kind of. Yeah. His goal. first goal is to like make it so he's not a threat to everyone he encounters because the zombies will just go berserk when he's nearby. Mm-hmm. Okay. So just trying to think of this in terms of normal plot structure. Um, what's next after that? So after he gets the chip removed, that's when he finds out that the people who have been helping him are part of this resistance who want to take the corporation down and now he's the linchpin to do that, and he wants to. He wants and to he join. Wants to help. Okay. Yeah. Um, he has like so, information to get him past whatever well, yeah, security so when, measures, and that's and why they took the chip there. out. Is because he's yeah. the guy who can get them in and release this information. Yeah. So, but maybe the plumber, you know, knows a way into the building that was sealed off for a while or something because yeah. he's got access to like old city blueprints or something from before when it was a government-run city. Well, he doesn't have um, to be, I mean, we say plumber, but like he could be just a general like maintenance worker at the building. That, sure. Yeah. And that's like his job, but he's also part of the resistance, right? So he's there to learn about the ins and outs of the building, but he's also a maintenance plumber. Yeah. Whatever, Cause like maybe you know. we see him throughout the movie, like before he gets, like, it, not throughout the movie, but like throughout the initial part. Where yeah. it's like he's like in there working on the fountain or he's like helping clean something up and he's like hearing stuff that maybe he shouldn't have kind of guy where he's just this background guy that no one really pays attention to. And then he meets up with him again and turns into this bigger character after he gets the chip out and finds out about the resistance mm-hmm. to go stop the the corporation. So now we've got this tertiary character who becomes a secondary character yeah. halfway through the movie because he's just sort of been in the background ish and we definitely don't need to do a flashback i would like it to be something that the audience can pick up on a second viewing yeah yeah you watch it again you're like oh that's the guy right there yeah like he should be he should be obvious in the scene like you should see like Like a short like sentence or two kind of like line i think you just need to bring bring you know uh, appropriate attention to that person well that's what i'm saying but i don't want to do a flashback where it's like no i agree shows up and it goes like Good day cleaning the pipes, Bob. And then he yeah. zooms in on him and he's like cranking and like looks at the camera. Like, <laughs> you know, I, I don't want, I don't want to treat the audience like they're stupid. I'd like for it to be like a, oh, on a second viewing, you could go back and see the scenes that he was in. Like even maybe when they're cutting back to the, the corporation after he's gone, he's still just sort of there in the background, like mopping up or doing whatever. Like, I mean, I, I'd I like for him to, to like be snuck into some scenes where it's like, oh, this is why he has access to the building. And I think he continues to be there. I mean, I think that like having someone with with access like that is, you know, indispensable. You don't you don't lose that access willy nilly, right? Right. Like he does not. He would not reveal his true intentions 
unless it was part of their final plan because otherwise, you know, what are they doing? Right. They're going to lose that endpoint, And Mm -hmm. so I think you'll see him in that role even after his true identity is revealed. Uh, So yeah, Yeah. that reminds me of, of what I thought was like one of the biggest instances of treating your audience like they're idiots. And it makes me like hate the movie is when they flash back in the sixth sense to show you all the hints <laughs> of Bruce Willis being dead. God, I hate that part so yeah, much. Yeah, that was just M. Night sucking his own dick at that point. Like, just yeah, let me go back and rewatch like, the movie. Like, and I'll, I'll get it. I got it the first time. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, I you knew going I into it, it, though. That's yeah, not well, fair. Bob ruined it, but it wouldn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't matter because, it, like, I would have gotten it. It's not, it wasn't that big of a thing where, like, oh, you have to go and play all these, these, scenes over again i hate yeah there's some other movie that did that recently that like really pissed me off where oh the joker where they the flash joker back to all the scenes bit, yeah. of oh, spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't seen the joker but they flash <laughs> back to all the uh they flash back to all the scenes of of the girlfriend being imaginary where it's like no we got it like <clears> i didn't i didn't need that like cut that out no i, I yeah the joker the Joker screwed that whole thing up because they took a concept that King of Comedy did much better 30 years earlier and and they and they didn't even execute it as well. And and I didn't hate the Joker. No, I, I liked it. It's just I that thought it was good. I that just think part that was really poorly done. I, I hated it. I think that if you like that movie, then go watch Taxi Driver and King of Comedy and yeah. watch two way better movies that are are <laughs> that that the Joker just ripped off of <laughs> paid homage to, <laughs> um, but no, but to, to go, but yeah, so that's the kind of thing I want to avoid is doing anything like that, which I guess, you know, isn't necessarily part of the script writing process other than saying, don't do this. You don't do a flashback. Like when the producers <laughs> when get of it, like, like, Hey studio, I think you just don't write the flashback. In. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You just don't you, put you'd that. I'd like there. to think that that's it, but I bet the studio would be like, how Why are you, you like imagining problems for Look, us getting this made? Listen, <laughs> I'm just coming up with ideas here, and I want to express the things that I do and don't like in movies. All right, <laughs> all right. I like that we're not just like coming up with a movie; we're coming up with like fucking production problems. We're like, God damn it, we're gonna have to do this damn scene. Studio, we we're gonna have to fight with shit. them. We gotta tell them to back off a little bit. Sometimes you gotta tell the studio who's boss. <laughs> That's in Paramount. <laughs> no, I was thinking we'd do this with uh, Legendary. Oh, uh, Legendary. <laughs> oh, yeah, A24 would probably give us money for this. <laughs> they love zombie stuff. And then they would tank it on the release, so what's even the point? <laughs> they'd treat it like they treated Upgrade, and then like never they'd put out one trailer. It would trailer. be a hidden gem, yeah. but the people that found it would love it, <laughs> so don't worry about it. I'm not worried about it. All right. <laughs> All right so he finds his way to... Uh, this resistance cell, uh, we find the maintenance plumber guy that is, uh, that we've seen earlier a bunch of times. No flashbacks. Uh, there's, <laughs> um, there's the doctor that removes his chip, but I don't know if he's part the doctor is going to be part of like the away team, you know? The doctor maybe not just yeah. stays there at the, at the resistance yeah, 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 yeah. area. Yeah, he's um, too old for the shit. He's Danny Glover. We have, um, <laughs> we do need to get a mailman woman in at some point. I don't know if that should be 
I feel like that would be a little bit too much of they have too many people on the inside if if it was just like a, a male person at the uh, at the like corporation. Yeah, I think that would be too much of the same thing. Um, well, I think the character of male the male person, the male carrier could just be part of and it's sort of skirting the rules a little bit, but it would be mm-hmm. the the introduction 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 <laughs> of the commercial part where you know all the postal workers have now been replaced by zombie zombies like mm-hmm. and then you get your mail carriers that are just like driving around as zombies like as part of that ad so is that okay. enough of a character do we count that as enough of a character to satisfy no, the prompt I, I think so if it if it's providing you know some some nice exposition and, and world building yeah. data. I think that that works. Yeah. You can have one <laughs> member of the, the resistance team be one of the mailmen that got fired because they started using zombies. <laughs> I, I was kind of wondering if we could fit a zombie in as a character, but I don't think that, I don't know in this world is that there's smart zombies, right? Not mm-hmm. particularly. They're, they're functional, like, yeah, like simulated intelligence robot. You can level. give them like, like small task kind of It would be probably like, slightly smarter than a Siri or a, or a mm. Alexa kind of thing where it's Siri's like, he's a dumb bitch. Well, there you go. <laughs> you don't want that thing taking care of your baby, but you know, some people no. will, you got zombie nannies. I don't even want to ask <laughs> Siri to do things for me. She but so I'm thinking the zombies would be able to, to carry out like call and response. If then sort of programming. So you could have like a zombie security guard who would be like, if see someone not authorized, activate alarm and shoot them. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> but yeah, it's not going to be sense. carrying out like high level tactics of like yeah. taking cover and uh, readily adapting to a situation and like flanking and like you could probably program them for some of that stuff later on. Like some yeah. of the more specialized like zombie soldiers might exist, but they're not actually smart. It's all the chip and like what you program them to do. Yeah, so they so can have like a zombie that they're programming to like take down the corporation or something, and maybe they're trying to program in. But then you get into the like the ethics of like now you're taking this person who died and turned into a zombie and then reprogramming them with an artificial intelligence. To, like, I don't yeah. think that. <laughs> I kind of wonder about having them having them manipulate a zombie as a tool. Uh, right, kind of goes against what they're resisting. Yeah, you know. Um, I think that they're you. We got to have a very strong kind of moral uh, code on what they're how they feel about what's going on. If they feel that. You know, they're resisting it because because they feel that this and and I think it has this zombie-ness of it all kind of we have a vaccine. There should be no more new zombies. And now we're just manipulating the old ones. And it's like they feel like this should be just something of the past. Right. Right. Yeah. And they think it's something or maybe it initially did get pitched as like this great temporary solution. But it made the corporation so much money that now they're just like. We need to keep finding finding new zombies. Well, mm-hmm. maybe that's what they're hiding is that there's a a vaccine that fully eradicates the thing, and they're keeping it alive by using the zombies right. to cut their labor expenditures. Yeah, and, they've just been suppressing and kind of control the, the like these cities. Yeah, like that's the secret that he wants to get out is that we don't have to have zombies anymore, and that they're stealing people out in the world to make zombies. So they can just continue to kind of control and mm. live in this hierarchical city uh, run by this corporation, you know? Right. And then the new zombies that have been attacking that they've been protecting us from 
have been created by the corporation. Like it's yeah, not because like, they're going out and stealing people and turning them into zombies. Yeah, to attack. like there aren't actually any more random infest. There are still some because they won't release yeah. the full um, cure, but there aren't any like. There's not as it's not as bad as they're making it seem. They're they're just inventing these new zombies to mm-hmm. to keep the population in line and to have an unlimited labor force. Yeah, because um, that would kind of give it its natural running clock. Like we need to stop this now. Yeah, we don't. You know, mm-hmm. we can't just like slowly take our time and get back and figure out a plan. Let's you know, let's fucking act and and get this information out and take them down. You know. Yeah, and that makes sense. I like that. So. After our main character finds the rebellion and gets his chip removed that that six zombies on him, I think something needs to happen that motivates him necessarily to get involved with the rebellion more, right? So, like, maybe they, they talk to him and he's like, and he's a little not sure whether he wants to be involved in, the, in a complete corporate takedown or what he wants to do. I'm not sure there. I think he should be pretty primed and ready to go by the time he gets there, personally. You think so? I don't think he's going to take much convincing to try to shut down the corporation that he was already preparing to blow the whistle on and that tried to kill him. And is actively trying to kill him. Okay. I, I don't think he needs much. <laughs> I don't think he needs no, much. No, 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 and I agree. <laughs> and I agree with that. I'm just trying to think, like. Maybe he doesn't fully agree with their their end game, but he definitely is, like, definitely not pro corporation well, I don't think that he's against the idea of using zombies as labor, right? So he doesn't 100% agree with their entire uh, manifesto, right? Because he has been developing the software and the synthetic intelligence for years to do exactly this. He was upset by the idea that when he found out that they were actually killing people and turning them into zombies, right? Right. Yeah. Um, and that's what turned. That's what changed his mind. So I, I do think that. So they're talking about taking out the entire corporation. I think that he may have some reservations there because I don't think that morally at that point he was entirely against that. Um, but, <clears throat> but like you said, I mean, you're talking about this is a corporation that like sent him to his death, and then just like sick the horde of zombies after him and 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 yeah. he fortunately escaped but i don't think he's gonna have i don't think he's gonna be in the camp of oh they probably have their reasons mm-hmm. no and i'm not <laughs> saying that uh yeah i'm saying what what's the what's the end goal of the of the resistance revolution whatever and what are they asking him to do and whether or not he feels that he can do that or wants to do that and then, I mean, this is kind of the secondary kind of like call to action that is kind of, yeah. is he going to answer it, right? Maybe so they, maybe one of the, the, the doctor that takes the stuff out, he reveals that they've had the cure for this all along and that they're manufacturing this problem when they could just solve it. Right. Um, so their main thing is to get the vaccine out and free the people so that we can just have a normal earth again. And his thing is to get back and get revenge and take them down and make sure that they stop this fucking shit, you know? Right. He wants to expose the corporation for what they're doing. 
he didn't know about the vaccine until the doctor tells him, which I like that yeah. idea. I like that the doctor who disabled He used to work chip, inside and he left and yeah, escaped or something like that. Like you he know? got out and faked his own death or something. Mm-hmm. But he needed, but he doesn't have the access he needs anymore in order to um, like expose the, the corporation. Yeah. And then yeah. maybe our character still has his accesses because the, or not full access, but he can still like get in the building and everything because people are like, "Oh, we th- we thought you were dead, like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but you're not dead." So congratulations yeah. on that. Because <laughs> if the timeline yeah. is like pretty quick, like a couple days, then like maybe they just haven't removed him from the system or whatever yet. Yeah. Well, because they can't, okay, so maybe they can't remove him from the system because they need to be able to decrypt then, his files, so they yeah. need to keep his profile alive in order to get get that so he still has all his accesses and everything because they can't turn those off without disabling his profile so the the corporation has a ticking clock too to find out that shit yeah okay what if and this is a little bit of a wrench in the wheel but um what if instead of removing the chip they reprogram it to allow him to cor- control the zombies and then they have the zombie <laughs> army that they take to the, <laughs> he like brings in a zombie that's I pretty think, cool I, I actually it's a cool like idea, but again I think it flies in the face of the goals of the rebellion yeah okay yeah no I, I, it, yeah, I understand it, it's really cool though that he can like command a fucking zombie army I'm just trying but, to yeah, think of well, what if like, they use but what they could do I guess is find a way to use that chip in order to just turn the zombies against the corp, not like as a controlled army. I don't know. I, I now you got me thinking, cause I do think that if they're trying to shut down the corporation, they're not in love. They're not like zombie, like rights people. Like they don't think the zombies deserve like autonomy. They, no, no. So they just don't want to be killed to be made into zombies. Yeah. So maybe they would it. use a zombie army. I kind of like that. Like, and, they, and I just don't think that they would, I think that they their main thing they're against is this idea of you know cult like growing zombies, making zombies, and then even after these people are dead, we're using them as slave labor, and I think that they have they have issue with that, right? Right. Mm-hmm. But so if they turn them into a a horde that would run at the building, then that's that, I don't think that, that could goes, be cool because yeah, then I you can have the him. zombies and the corporation and this resistance all kind of fighting. Um, in this big end of movie battle kind of thing. Yeah, I kind of like that now, actually, mm-hmm. now that I think about and it. It makes the zombies a bigger kind of part of it, yeah. I, I'm wondering, I'm trying to think of what... Maybe give a remote instead of, like, they reprogram it inside of him? Well, I was like, thinking they took it out and they, like, tested it or something, and then and then they, like, developed the something, glove. like, a power glove. <laughs> <laughs> so bad. They, they developed something <laughs> separately, but... um. So what I'm really thinking about and what I just don't know is what is this kind of like all hope lost type of moment that most, not every movie, but a lot of movies kind of have this kind of like, this is, you know, this is kind of the end of the journey and it didn't work out the way that we wanted. And then something happens to kind of reverse that. Right. Right. Where everything goes sideways. Um, Um, You could get that in the, Sort of the end confrontation where the corporation, maybe they, they have deleted all of his files, right? Mm. Okay, I can um, see that. So now they're like, well, shit, we just waged war against the corporation on this one city. And now the corporations have multiple cities that are just going to come and just eradicate this city, right? Yeah. So now he's got a, so they've deleted his files. 
but maybe there was some sort of secret cloud backup or something that they didn't know about. Mm. But it can't be a, I knew you were going to delete my files, so I deleted your file access before you could delete. Like, it's not, I don't want it to turn into a, into an I know you did loop kind of thing where it's like, yeah. Well, I can't pick the glass in front of you because that's the one that would have the poison to bring it closest to you. But I can't pick the glass in front of me. So, like, I I think uh, what if the doctor was good friends with the dad who is the CEO of this company and he has made a backdoor to the the secret files or whatever. Or maybe we could pull this. It's a little cliche, I guess, but we could pull the he was broadcasting the guy gloating about it uh, the whole time. <laughs> yeah. The hot mic cliche. Yeah. Like he was secretly broadcasting it out to the mm-hmm. world. Even though like everything was like done. Yeah. Like and, they I don't know, I don't know if we want to completely do that. See, yeah, um, that's the problem is that's sort it of a cliche. Completely I, maybe make we sense. Don't, maybe we don't need that. Maybe we, yeah. maybe he gets there, he gets his files before they're deleted and he releases it. Like maybe the files planned. are deleted, but he still is like, the people will believe us. Like we'll show them. You know, and he is still broadcast like, I don't have the proof, but I know this is what's happening. We've taken down the company. We have a vaccine. They've been killing and stealing people outside that or, are alive. And turning or maybe the, the, the killing and stealing part is what gets deleted, but they don't know that he has the doctor who has the proof of the vaccine. Who has the proof of the vaccine. So mm-hmm. now okay. the, the, the main plot that we thought we were driving at the whole time, which was the, yeah. we've got proof that the corporation is stealing people and turning them into zombies that mm-hmm. turns into a are they aren't they kind of thing with the public we know yeah. as the audience and he knows as the guy who found the information that they absolutely are but then we release this information about the vaccine so he goes it doesn't matter that you deleted my files we, we've got proof that you guys have been holding back this vaccine yeah and we're going to release that to the world and we're going to release that to these other corporations who are going to love to buy this technology to, to cure the mm-hmm. world. Right. Cause maybe these, maybe some of the other corporations that are running the other cities aren't as invested. Like they've been trying to find alternatives to zombie labor, right? Like they, mm-hmm. they're not as sold on it as this corporation. And since this corporation is the one who found the one and only cure and has been suppressing it. Now it turns into, well, now the rest of the corporations are going to know that you've been holding this back. Mm-hmm. And so that's the that's the actual end game as it turns into not the not the release of the the theft and the kidnapping which the corporations yeah. the other corporations are probably aware of and might actually even be participating in but now that they get wind of a cure that they didn't know ever existed they're not going to lose the PR nightmare of not releasing this vaccine. Yeah. So now I, li- I like yes. Yeah, I like that I, I like, like that. the idea that this kind of starts this um multiple multiple city kind of like war kind of thing almost like hunger games where after she says her thing all the like different districts start fighting yeah. like this information getting out um is broadcast to all the other ones and now those people start rising up against their corporate uh overlords or whatever yeah no i like that uh i think it's good because it takes the takes the plot that we thought we had and it still happens because they're still mm-hmm. they still want to kill him and he still wants to try to get his files because if they can get everything they need then they definitely win but they still have this ace up their sleeve of knowing about the vaccine that wasn't it's not on their servers anymore the doctor took it when he faked his own death right like he just had, yeah. but he hasn't been able to release it because the corporation's been suppressing him but now that the revolution happened right 
Yeah. Now he can get access to the corporate servers again to release it out to the rest yeah. of the, the corporation. Like, like he the needed main, to, he needed to get into the main corporate server of the city it. in order to broadcast it out to yeah. the rest of the the corporations. Yeah, I like that. Cool. Should we uh should we cast this bad boy? Yeah, cuz I think we got a we got a story it could lead into a franchise potentially. Okay. So I had into a couple a thoughts. Twenty part video game series. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah great. Corp- corporate evil. Corporate evil. <laughs> Resident corporate. <laughs> okay, so for the main guy, I was thinking Chance Crawford. He plays the Deep in The Boys. Oh, okay. I have not watched The Boys yet. He's in some bad movies. <laughs> <laughs> what to expect when you're expecting. Yeah. I haven't watched that mm. one either. He's in a bunch of like chick flick stuff and things, but he's really good in the boys. Is he? Um, yeah. He oh, plays a kind casual. of casual. I like that show, but I haven't, uh, I don't remember him in it. I always lo- love having like a strong female character and shit like that. Well, what if the doc, um, we'll have the doctor be a strong female. We can do that. Yeah. Cause then yeah. she's, I feel like there'll, there'll be several strong females in the or um, women. Sorry. We should women. be using female. women. Female is a you know, yeah. diminutive. It, it turns them into objects or I'm thinking, um, you saw Punisher, right? The, the Netflix show. One? Yeah. Yeah. Madani's mom. Her name is Sore. Agdashlu. Sore. Fuck, do you spell that? Hang on. Um, S H O H R E H. Jesus, so many H's. S H O H R E H. Okay. A G H dash Lou. She's got 17 fucking H's in her name. Uh, oh, okay. The chick from uh, uh, the expanse. Yeah, she's been in a with bunch. that like super raspy voice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I like her okay. as the doctor. I want her to be the okay. doctor character. Um, yeah. So her, I like that. Um, so if we do Chance Crawford for the for the main dude, I was thinking um, possibly either uh, Tom Sizemore for the dad. That's like the evil corporate dude. Um, or what the fuck's his name? I didn't check to see if his age appropriate. What about uh, Billy Crudup from uh, okay. from the Morning Show? He's like such an evil asshole in that, and it's like great to watch. I think the age is appropriate for the other guy. They're about what if we almost get, twenty um, years apart. What's his name? America's Caveman. Um, Ron from America's Caveman. Who? Ron Perlman. <laughs> I feel like when you put Ron Perlman in that movie, he he becomes a, a, a kind of like a caricature, you know, like. But I mean, when you think about him from like, um, like Enemy Club. at the Gates, he's, he's really good. But he's a good like, bad guy in Sons of Anarchy. I never watched that, but oh, like, really I good. just I just imagine him from fucking. Um, Pacific Rim. With yeah, like, you're thinking about him from Kaiju movie. Don't think about him from <laughs> Kaiju movie. Think about him as America's Caveman, who is evil. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know because like, even in like Drive, right? He kind of sticks out a little bit as not necessarily he doesn't like fit in with the world. Yeah, yeah. But I think for like, like the leader of a satirical corporation, 
I don't know. I mean, he doesn't need to be as like flamboyant. You could rein. But him I back. wanted like a strong, like okay, somewhat youthful kind of evil fucking dude, like an older John Hamm type. Yeah, but and I was John like Hamm. thinking that's why I was like Tom Sizemore. He just got like that death stare where like he's almost kicking your ass, just like staring into your soul. You know? <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I could see that. I, I could see that. Um, for the maintenance worker, I kind of wanted to be Nick Nolte. Okay. I like that. I love that we, uh, all the resistant people have this super gruff voice. Yeah. <laughs> so like the doctor and Nick Nolte, they're just like, well, Nick Nolte, he could pipe. just bring his own wardrobe. Cause you know, he's just got a <laughs> bunch of coveralls. Like he'll just sleep on set somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I like, I like Nick Nolte is the, the, the maintenance worker for real though. Cause I think he's got, I think he's got some chops that people. Oh no, Nick Nolte's with. a fantastic actor yeah. and, uh, fuck. Uh, what is it? A warrior? Yeah, that's a, that's one He's of my favorite movies. Fucking awesome! In that. I watch that movie at least once a year. Yeah, it's so good. It's such a good movie. But yeah, okay. So we've got our maintenance worker. We've got our corporate overlord. Mm-hmm. We've got our main character. Oh. Sorry, let's rewind. So you had maintenance worker is um, Nick, Nolte. Nick Nolte. Corporate overlord is Tom Sizemore. Yeah. And his number two should be like Billy Crudup. Okay, so we get yeah, a younger like. A, like, a, like a younger kind of cutthroat um, asshole corporate guy. Okay. Um, I think one of the underground hacker people who's helping the doctor like reprogram the chip because mm-hmm. the doctor's just a medical doctor, not a computer technician, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I want Charlie Day to be there just for okay. a little levity in the in the. You're, you're really getting in the Pacific Rim, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. You, you look, you nixed, you nixed my caveman. I'm bringing in my. All own right, we can do Charlie Day. We can do Charlie. I, Day. I like Charlie Day much more than. <laughs> I mean, I, I like Ron Perlman too. I like Ron but, Perlman. Uh, yeah. So we get Charlie Day in the Resistance. Um, maybe Glenn so Howerton. We can get Glenn Howerton to show up as one of the security guards. <laughs> we can just have the whole cast just bring in Sunny. <laughs> but we can have Danny DeVito be a zombie. That'd be just great. like this little Just guy. A quick cameo of Danny DeVito. He's the yeah. postman. He's yeah. one of the. He's the, the mail carrier guy in the commercial. They stole my fucking jobs. <laughs> <laughs> he's got the Dennis Leary approach. Um, yeah. Um, I was thinking Deborah Ann Wool for like the love interest, the okay. the redhead chick yeah, from uh, from Daredevil. Yeah, she was in uh, True Blood. Also, yeah, yeah, she's she's got some like heft to her. Who I think is she can like hold her own in a fight, you know? She doesn't look like a dainty yeah. lass. So she's part she's of the resistance. A, so yeah. we get a, a resistance love interest, which is fine. It's not a main focus, but they kind of like dig each other. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it doesn't have to end with them like kissing or getting married on top of the fucking tower, but, <laughs> right. you know, they're just like, they're cool together, kind of like how um, it is in Rogue One, where they're just like on the beach and just mm-hmm. like, we're yeah. here, we've gone through so much, it's... You know, it yeah. is what it is. I think that's something that Rogue One really kind of draws the ball on is because, you know, they definitely would have been boning <laughs> in that last two minutes of their life. Right. Just might as well. <laughs> Let's just throw down. Might as well. Um, okay. So we get Deborah Ann Wool. We get uh, Nick Nolte. Uh, Shabadin Shalabamo. Yes. What was her name? <laughs> I do. I, I know who you're talking about from uh, from The Expanse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's uh I really like the expanse. I, I didn't I it took me a while to watch it, but I yeah. got caught up uh last earlier this year. I need to finish up the the Amazon episodes. I, I watched all the sci fi ones, but I did when they switched over I didn't continue with it. I need to get back on mm. that. But yeah, I think she's got the right kind of 
gravelly smoky voice of like yeah. being part of the the underground and she's mm-hmm. got the gravitas to be a, a good doctor yeah i, I uh, don't want to pretend that i can say her name <laughs> it's shohoren agadashalu agadashalu is her last name roughly something like that yeah we're you're right we're not going to pretend like we can properly pronounce it but <laughs> I really wish I could, and I'm sure there's something out there that would uh, help. She can find it on YouTube with that, but uh, yeah, but that would be very difficult for me to pronounce. Yeah, I think that's uh, that's like the main cast right there. I think we got most of it. We can have some other kind of like side characters uh, pop up with uh, you know the resistance, and then maybe a couple other you know um, people in the corporate side, like maybe there's a, a badass body bodyguard that they also have to fight at some point. And, you know, it's just a big, like Dave Batista looking guy. Maybe it is Dave Batista. Maybe it is Dave Batista. He plays a <laughs> cancer zombie. A, a Dave Batista looking guy could also be Goldberg. So <laughs> cheaper. Dave if he doesn't Batista. have to say much that could work or it could be, uh, you know, one of the, the expendable dudes you could do like, uh, uh, Chuck Liddell or something like that. All right, so what are we thinking for a name here? Title. I was going to say Zombies Incorporated, but it's that's too, I think it's been used for like a million mm-hmm. things. Yeah, and I, I don't really I know we talked about it like just as a reference, but I kind of feel like this would benefit from not even overall like the the corporation not calling themselves like Zombie Inc or or mm-hmm. Zombie right, Co okay. or whatever. Like I think that's too like, on the nose. I don't know. It, it, a little like too on the nose. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, yeah. Self. It's just, I don't know. It, it doesn't <clears throat> it's not like what right. a corporate kind of thing would do is name them after the product they deliver. Like it's not called war machine ink. It's called Lockheed, you know? It's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, okay. I was just thinking something like really kind of, uh, Phil K. Dickish, like, uh, ah. death, <laughs> on wholesale or something like that. Do zombies dream of electric sheep? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what type of zombies uh, dream of electric brains? What is uh, Total Recall's? Uh... I think it's the electric sheep one, right? No, no that's no, uh, Blade that Runner. Can't, we oh, that's can Blade remember Runner. it for you wholesale. Yeah. <laughs> Death wholesale. Um, man, titles are the hardest part lately. Sometimes I start with a title and then try to like massage the the movie from there. Um, but for this one, we've built a really cool story. I wanted to have a nice title. Brain Jack. Brain Hijack. Um, hijack and Hijack and City 977. I think that that could be, you know, an actual thing to consider would be like, what is the name of the city or like, but I think we need to get into more detail about that type of world development to be able to, yeah. to come up with that. So like, what would a corporate, assigned uh city b do you think it would be a city do you think it would be a a zone uh i I think they would still call it city they would still and then like you know amazon Mm -hmm. does their amazon one and two like amazon hq2 or hq1 yeah but like I, i like uh you know, Lucas Films is on Skywalker Ranch or something like that. Right. There's there's like a there's like a name to it, like a like almost like a call sign for it. So maybe like a cool sounding call sign for this name city. 
Yeah, and would they just call everything like some sort of haven because they're keeping mm-hmm. the zombies out? What sort of like, you know, like you got your Elysiums kind of thing where it's yeah. named after this like paradise. Um, so maybe they're in a certain like location. Are they like by a lake? They're by like mountains. What would be a good strategic location for a place somewhere with water? Yeah. So maybe like around like the like one of the Great Lakes. I was thinking I actually kind of like this being based in Detroit. Yeah. Okay. So which one are they on? They're on Lake Michigan or Lake Erie? So what uh, if we called it Michigan 2080? Erie. Erie? Or Erie 2080. We could throw the year in the title. I kind of like that. Erie 2080. And we could put like Erie, Michigan, like the MI. Mm-hmm. But call it like Erie MI 2080. No, I don't like that anymore. No, nah. I said it out loud a couple of times. Yeah. I'm thinking out loud, Chad. Don't shake your head I at didn't me. Do anything? I don't think North there's Zone a Zone Michigan. Anyway. It doesn't need to be one. It's on there's, the There's theory. an eerie like Ohio just or call some it shit eerie. like that. Bay City, Port Austin, Standish, Frank and Muth. I'm not sure. I'm looking for places it. around Michigan or Detroit. At this yeah. point. I don't know if we want to name our movie Frankenmuff. Blue Water. I feel like that has a different connotation than what we're going for. <laughs> oh, I like this one. It's in Michigan. It's called Traverse City. Traverse City. Traverse City. Traverse, like to traverse something. Yeah. You said it there. It's a, like in some like all these maybe all these smaller cities became boom towns because everyone fled from the bigger cities. Well, like there's a so couple like of your Detroit's are... and your like Ann Arbor's and stuff like that got like overrun, so people left out to these smaller towns. That then the uh... I think that makes sense. Well, like they're peninsulas and they have like fresh water, so they can like wall off one side. Of... Yeah. So I think like Traverse City is a good place we could set it. Um, I mean, I, I, I saw that and it kind of stood out to me. I thought it was kind of cool. Um, I think Traverse City is cool because it, it almost has a Raccoon City vibe to it. Yeah, it has like this, like mm. you're calling it the city. You know, it's it's where they're it traversing place. to get there. Yeah. And then we could set it in this like little known city in. I mean, I say little known. I don't know how well known it is in Michigan. It might be. I'm sorry for anyone from Michigan. Maybe it's really, really well known. I don't think we have a big, uh, you know, listening pull out in yeah, Michigan. You said the same thing about China, but there's at least three people. <laughs> All I'm saying is Traverse Traverse City is not a Flint or Detroit or Ann Arbor, right? Like it's not or Lansing. Like it's yeah. not these like cities that you you know when someone says, "Oh, yeah, I'm from Traverse City, Michigan," you're like. I assume that's a place. I feel like I've, I've like heard it like, before. I'm from Glen Burnie. Like, but we like, know about Glen Burnie because okay. we're from yeah. near there. But I got I was watching this really bad ghost uh, thing on <laughs> ID Go last night. Um, okay. And I don't know why I subject myself to this. I read a review <laughs> about it, and it was like, if you're still watching after 10 seconds, then it's your fault and <laughs> and you deserve what's coming to you. <laughs> but, but one of the episodes was entirely based in Maryland and there was one in Glen Burnie and one in Frederick and the Glen Burnie lady claimed that her daughters were being hunted by civil war ghosts in a house that like they showed images of it. I'm assuming it's one of the really standard, you know, 1955, era 
Uh, like suburban houses. Well, it's just it's the same house I grew up in. It, it, right. I mean, like, and I didn't grow up in in Glenburnie, but like, it's a it's a rancher. It's a single four rancher. It has you know the the brick out front and like all that stuff. Yeah. Like I like lived in a similar house. Like, and it, it's just like they were built in the fifties, and I don't whatever. But um, I thought this idea that that. Glenburn, New Maryland, being known as a Civil War haunting ground, just seemed a little uh, bizarre to me. <laughs> I, everyone remembers the Great Battle of Glenburnie. Yeah, and the Glenburnie Battle of eighteen. Mm. I bet in the Civil 18XX. War they were still like, uh, I don't want to go go to Glenburnie. Yeah, <laughs> can we fight in Lenticum instead? Like, yeah. come on, guys. It's- the ghost is probably pissed that he's like haunting Glenburn. He's like, fuck this town. <laughs> yeah. It's like, Ellicott City is right down the road. Why didn't yeah. we fight there? What are we doing? <laughs> Maybe he didn't like die in battle. He was just like walking to the battle and died there. <laughs> he just like he stubbed his toe on some front yeah. stoop in pig town and crawled his way to Glenburnie. <laughs> <laughs> this other lady, and this was in like Louisiana said that she picked up a ghost from a plantation and then it followed her home and <laughs> <They tried them. laughs> is haunting her. And like, okay, so, and this is what really gets my nerves. And I know I'm going on this whole random tangent that I may even cut out. Maybe not. I don't know. Um, it gets my nerves so much about these ghost things. It's like, oh, we had this picture and it showed us clear image of someone's face. And they show all these images and it doesn't say like actual photo or anything. <laughs> the, the photos have a very clear picture of an old creepy man who looks like exactly like the reenactments. And then when they show the one that actually says actual photo on it, it it's nothing. <laughs> like it's, it is literally nothing. Like where yeah. are you getting a, a man out of that? But then when you, so like, <laughs> really bugs me about these these based on a true story ghost stories is that every single one like all of the things that they show you are so fabricated that it's just like ah I hate it <laughs> and I don't know why I subject myself to it the same reason I watch ancient, ancient aliens, aliens once a yeah. year to, to <laughs> get pissed off at myself and well when I was working one of my jobs um, History Channel was one of the only shows that we were allowed to watch on the TVs other than news. And I was like, I'm not watching the news all day. But so you throw it on and ancient aliens would be having an all day marathon. And I'm like, Oh my God. <laughs> that, that's where I saw the episode you were talking about where they said, just uh, Joseph Smith was visited by aliens. Oh. Um, I was like, huh? <laughs> sure. It's I, in the I, fairly I, recent past. It's not even ancient. It's like <laughs> one, it wasn't even the West because that happened in New York. But and this whole episode is based around aliens in the West. But let's get beyond that point in that, like, why are you adding any, any, any credence to anything Joseph Smith said? Because he was a proven con man and a liar and he was a pedophile. And like, no, like, <laughs> like, like, do not give any credence to anything Joseph Smith said. I don't care if it was aliens or not. The guy's an asshole. <laughs> so back so, to the movie title yeah Joseph Smith <laughs> is an Traverse asshole City? you want to call it that Joseph Smith yeah I'm fine with that yeah. yeah I like it I think it's pretty cool call it Traverse City yeah yeah and there's lots of really cool places they could wind up on here there's an old mission 
There's a bunch uh, of places. They go to the, the Beaver Island place. Here. Yeah, there's Beaver like tons of, places, tons of places they could wind up. Marion Island, it's like right off the coast. Like, yeah. You know, it's pretty cool. They could drop them off in like random spots out there. Yeah. And I'm sure Traverse City would like the shout out that they become this mega city in the post apocalypse. <laughs> it's just really saying that they'll be easy to take over, but <laughs> whatever. <laughs> you know, it's a solid strategic location yeah. that you only have to wall off a third of. Yeah. Uh, what's Makes our uh, our poster art for this? I've, maybe it's like a dude and you're seeing like the back of him. And then in front of him is just like waves of zombies going all the way up to the sky. Like mm. he's facing down a horde looking kind of thing. And then the zombies turn into the top of them or top of like a city outline. Or yeah. So like you could do that where you could do like a clipping mask where you have like a bunch of zombies, but with like a city, like skyline. Yeah. And then a guy standing in front of it. And then like the city skyline is a bunch of zombies. Mm-hmm. And then it just says Traverse mm-hmm. City underneath of it. Yeah. And this is 2080 got real weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great tagline. The studio is going to fight us on that. They're not going <laughs> to love it. They're going to lose points. God damn it, Mikey. PR team and, uh, <laughs> Really get them to to chop it and test it. No, um, you know what we got to do with the studio is just <laughs> give them a couple, you know, casting decisions that they really want, and then yeah, and then you'll get your way. You know? Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be fucking Hugh Jackman in there. Yeah, Ryan Reynolds. We may have to get rid of some people <laughs> that we we wanted to cast, but the doctor's you know. gonna be Julia Roberts. It's gonna be <laughs> fucking awful. <laughs> but um, but no, so I don't. I actually. I think you kind of lose the city skyline if you do that with the zombie things, with the clipping mask kind of idea. But I think if you just have like a city skyline. What if the skitty city skyline are made out of zombie parts, like a like an arm and a leg, but they're like broken off to make it look like the top of a building? And then you have you still have the outline of the guy in the front, like mm-hmm. doing like a weird running. Kind yeah, of like thing. like some trees and then like the guy and then like the city kind of like on the top. Something like that. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know either. <laughs> I, uh, right, is that it? Movie done? <clears throat> I mean, what if it's just a zombie with like a UPS uniform on holding the box? Oh, and the, he's a mailman, right? So yeah, they, they take over the, the mail. That says like, you know. And like the shipping address is all scratched up except for the word Traverse City. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, it says like Traverse City, Michigan. And then the barcode <clears throat> is a bunch of like buildings like that's where our skyline goes in no i don't think we need a skyline i I, well i think we need to show that traverse city has grown beyond what it currently is (laughs) (laughs) it's like when they show uh kansas city and looper and it's like this fucking huge metropolis yeah and like all the Mm -hmm. super tall skyscrapers like that just real pointy and tall so yeah i think we made a movie there we go all right well Thanks again, Mikey, for joining us and filling in for Sam. Thanks, Mikey. And it was a lot of fun. Once again, I have nothing to plug. Um, I guess if you want, go watch Jason Sully on Twitch. He's really funny. He's a good streamer. I'll plug other people's stuff now when I start coming <laughs> on here because I don't have anything for myself to plug. Jason Sully, Jason, S-U-L-L-I, dot Twitch TV, Twitch.tv. Cool. He's a good streamer. Check him out. All right. 
Okay. Way to pull fans away from us. No, no, no. It'll, <laughs> it'll, 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 it's a self-sustaining economy of fans. Okay. All right. Yeah. You think Jason would like our show? I think he might. I, I've told him about it, but you're not supposed to self-promote when you're in their actual chat, so I don't know what he sees on his actual Discord. Well, you're not self-promoting. Just don't promote the episodes with you. <laughs> Right. I mean, it's still it's you're not supposed to like promote other people's random shit. Like, hey, I heard this thing. It was really cool. I'm definitely not on it. (laughs) I've never been on it. (laughs) I'm not a friend of the show or anything. (laughs) Uh, No, I I think if I if I could trick him into listening to a couple episodes, he might like it. Yeah. Cool. I mean, that's that's the goal, right? (laughs) Trick people into listening to you. Yeah. Yeah, Trick people into liking you. It's a trap. It's. All right, well, that's Script Prompt 2. You can find us on social, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Script Prompt 2. You can check out our website, uh, scriptprompt2.com. And if you like what we're doing and you'd like to hear more of it, you'd like to support us and help us out with keeping everything together, you can check us out on Patreon, patreon.com slash scriptprompt2, where you can get bonus episodes and early access to our content. It is $3 hairs a month. $3. Okay, $3. Not a big deal. That's nothing. That's like, you know, uh, what's a easy thing for three bucks? It's a can of Pam. I don't know. <laughs> Pam? Maybe a can of uh, relish. Maybe uh, some mustard. Less than I don't a know. gallon of milk. Less than a gallon of milk. If you uh, uh, About yeah. as much as, you know, two uh, 20 ounce sodas. Yeah. You can, you can get, get that a two um, for three at McDonald's. The, yeah, that that two uh, two for three bucks Gatorade thing at Seven uh, Eleven. It's not that much, but it, it helps us run this whole podcast and all the website stuff. And you get you know bonus episodes to listen to while uh, you do small tasks that are like twenty to thirty minutes, and they're fun and they're quick and it's like rapid fire thingies. Anyways, that's Perfect it. Thanks, Mikey, for. Time. Yeah, perfect for pooping. Like <laughs> for perfect for pooping. If if you do a morning poo and you're still like waking up and you kind of take that extra long, so the sub you know, episode poop, is just called shit prompt two. Shit prompt two. <laughs> We're gonna change the name because been called that's much better. Scripts, but <laughs> scripts. That's good. <laughs> um, it could be shit prompt two. <laughs> I think there's some implications there that we probably yeah. Don't. That's got a negative connotation. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Um. Thanks, Mikey, for joining us. Sam's alive. He's just not here. (laughs) All right. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye.